So as uh, usual on um, the ret uh, retreats that I uh, I lead in these morning sessions, um, uh, the the session will be uh, an hour long. So the first half hour uh, sitting together and some morning reflections will be offered. Then at uh, after half an hour, I'll ring the bell, and then those who would like to sit uh, can sit for the next half hour. Those who'd like to walk can go out and do walking meditation for half an hour, and then the bell will ring. Trustee Dolria will uh, ring the bell at uh, quarter to seven, then everyone <coughs> gathers back here, and then we close the morning session, and then breakfast should be happening. So that's the, uh, the game plan for the mornings. I'll just uh, walk you through what I do. When I sit in the morning, the possibilities for you to uh, gather some information that may be helpful. Having sat for many years, <clears throat> although the uh, mind is not always uh, compliant to what uh, we'd like it to be, the body can become compliant uh, with uh, intention and effort. But observe Ajahn Chah over the years, even in his uh, deterioration as he got older, his lower back muscles were just like steel, not from tension, but from all those years of just holding himself upright, sitting up straight. <clears throat> So posture, uh, we may dismiss it and uh, think uh, that it's not that important. And one of the first things that we might uh, notice, that you might notice, that I notice is, say, what is the intentionality, what is the mindset as we sit? So as I sit, am I, it is my intention to get comfortable wrap blankets around me and kind of snuggle in, so kind of an extension of the pillow and the bed. Which is all right if that's what you choose to do, but we're talking about waking up. So in waking up, there needs to be uh, another uh, a shift of intention, a shift of the mind state. And so an upright body and mind and I like the word dignity, to sit with dignity. What does dignity mean? What is dignified? So dignified to me is holding uh, this body upright. Having been a soldier, I like the analogy of uh, and those that have but that haven't. The push position of attention is very stiff and rigid, and that's what you learn. And then they have at ease, where you kind of relax a little bit, you can, then you have parade rest where you kind of go to another position. But then the final uh, thing, if you're all done with, with the formation, they say fall out. So we have to find something between the position of attention and fall out. Fall out means just like fall apart, go away, do whatever you want. So take this time to to these first few minutes at least to take note of your posture, note of, of are, is this a posture 
that you feel comfortable with that you've developed for many, many years, or is it a posture that you're still kind of struggling to find that perfect uh, posture to establish and to hopefully get some deeper mind state or uh, attainment or uh, something that you're um, aspiring to do? So in, in, in this body, in my body, I, I have this intention to hold myself upright, that position between uh, ex, ex, extensive uh, stiffness and being a little too relaxed. And although from outward appearances it may uh, appear that people that sit well have a good posture, look maybe rigid, that we really don't know what's going on uh, in the mind. So the mind may be rigid and stiff, or it may be very relaxed. Certainly with Ajahn Chah, he sat very uh, upright, with great dignity, but just learned that, uh, or it was uh, highly doubtful that his mind was rigid and stiff. And the hands relaxed, palms up or down, Fold in a traditional one on top of the other or on top of the knees or legs, palms up or down. Head is nicely balanced on the shoulders. And I always find that just a slight, the chin is just lowered slightly. And so if you open the eyes without opening them wide, that you're going to be looking three, four feet in front of you, or the person in front of you, or whatever the object is, you're not going to be, you're not going to be uh, looking across the room, so the eyes are downcast. Now, if you closed your eyes, that's absolutely fine, if that's what you prefer. But many, many of my years to this day, I sat with my eyes open, not open in the uh, uh, visual sense of looking around and checking things out, but open in, uh, in a downcast fashion. If we look at the Buddha rupas, the Buddha images, most of them the eyes are slightly open. I find that very interesting because eyes open says to me that the, the Buddha wasn't uh, afraid to open his eyes. He wasn't afraid what he would see. But his eyes were open, but he wasn't necessarily engaging the faculty of vision. He wasn't necessarily looking. So if you're one who struggles with um, sleepiness, then eyes opening the eyes can be very, very helpful, along with posture. Because the habit is so deeply ingrained in each of us that eyes closed that we fall asleep or we drift, so much so that it just, it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like the sleep gremlin, isn't it? We have our eyes closed and we think we're fine and we're awake and we're good to go. And then all of a sudden we find our heads moving towards the ground or our whole body's moving towards the ground or uh, falling over ourselves. <clears throat> 
Well, this establishment then of a good posture, intentional posture, bringing forth energy, just review for yourself. What is your posture? Are you sitting upright? From outward, if I look at you or somebody else looks at you, would it be an impression of dignity or would it be an impression of sloppiness? Would it be an impression of just uh, comfortable hanging out or falling out or falling over? Not that we want to impress anybody. The primary person you want to impress upon, of course, is ourselves. As I settle then in within the body and the mind, an energetic uh, intention is formed. And intention is, is very, very important. And to sustain that intention, to sit, to be present, <clears throat> And either with eyes closed, if that's what you're comfortable with, or eyes downcast, and turning more inwardly. And the breath is the foundation, a good posture, and then the breathing, the Buddha's first words in the uh, mindfulness foundations of mindfulness is going... <clears throat> the very thing I've been describing, going to the root of a tree or some secluded place. <clears throat> Sitting down with back upright, mindfulness, well-established, mindfully, I breathe in, mindfully, I breathe out. And there you have it, really. That's, that, that's as, as simple as it can be. Sitting energetically with intention to be fully present and knowing that the breath is coming in and that the breath is flowing out. How wonderful, how peaceful, how absolutely in keeping with every pulsating, rhythmic thing that's happening on this planet in this very moment. At the very least, it's happening within myself, and then I realize that that breath, it's, it's a universal breath, really. The breath that your body is taking, and this body, my body, Ajahnamaro's body, as we put labels on them, it's the same breath. It's not a different breath. We make it different by making it mine, and this body, and how it feels, but <clears throat> there's a bigger breath and uh, rhythm rhythm uh, happening as we sit here. And I find this is helpful to expand uh, my consciousness uh, a little bigger because when we make it too narrow, it's kind of like zooming in and zooming out. Sometimes we want to zoom in the <clears throat> breath in this body as it flows in and out. But if it gets too narrow, too focused, then we may drift, or, or uh, unless we're 
you know, intentionally going to deeper states of, of uh, tranquility. But for the purpose here, let's zoom out a little bit and expand that consciousness, expand that awareness and feel the wind element as we breathe in the wind element. It surrounds us, the air, the wind is all around us. As we breathe in, we're breathing in this air, this uh, life-giving force to nurture the body, to nurture the mind. If you're one that then struggles with uh, sleepiness, in, uh, especially in the morning, with waking up, then this more expansive zoom-out kind of uh, meditation is helpful. If the focus is too narrow <clears throat> or begins to kind of sink without um, alertness and, and uh, bringing forth intention and energy, it's very easy then to, to drift, to fall asleep. breath being <clears throat> naturally soft and rhythmic, it has a very calming and gentle uh, uh, impact on the body and mind when I tune into it. It's like an internal uh, massage, isn't it? We feel its life-giving force as we expand the lungs, fill our lungs, which is absolutely critical to getting oxygen and supply of oxygen and nutrients to the entire organism. We're being kind to the body. Often uh, we're not. We've developed habits that are uh, not so kind to our bodies, how we treat them, how we uh, view them. As I get older, I get frustrated with this body. It's The knees aren't what it used to be. And the hips and the back and the list goes on, doesn't it? And so there's a tendency to be mad at the body, be mad at the world. I've been <clears throat> handed, you know, the bad card or somebody's picking on me. We take it personally that uh, am I alone in, in this aging process and this kind of deterioration, the, the, the natural um, decline of our physical faculties. Those of you who are younger, maybe feel this to some extent, but certainly as you 
get older, we begin to feel it more and more acutely. Ajahn Amaro last night was going through, I thought, very lovely, this uh, list that when uh, certain factors are arrive or present, then the next one is naturally present. And loving-kindness is a bit like that. When I set up the intention to, say, extend kindness to the body, so... For example, as I breathe in, may I be well. Breathing out, may I be happy. Breathing in again, may I be free from anxiety. May I be free from sorrow, from remorse. May I uh, make peace with an aging body. In making peace, can I give it more kindness? So forget about loving it. That's too charged. It can just be kind or not be unkind to your body. Can you have your eyes closed? And with all seriousness, as they sit here, say, Body, I love you. Or body... You're my friend. I want to make peace with you. I want to extend the intention into the various parts, and although it hurts, and I don't like hurt, I don't like pain, that I understand this is the natural process. It served us well. It serves us well and continues to serve us well. For the uh, last uh, 15 minutes of our uh, silence, I promise to be silent and say if anything that I've said is meaningful and helpful for you, not just as a passing thought, but maybe take just one aspect and say, oh, that was interesting what Joseph said. Let me try that. Or it's just more verbiage. These guys that think they know what they're talking about in meditation and totally dismiss it and go back to sleep or do whatever you do. 